0: Welcome to the Rhythm and Light podcast. My name is Christy Bruce. And my name is Jennifer Tolan. Together, our mission is to provide encouragement, hope, tools, and ideas that will help women to live fully into the rhythms of their lives. Our prayer is as we learn to live in rhythm, we find the courage and joy to shine our unique God-given light in the world. We are so honored that you are listening and pray God speaks to you through the message He has laid on our hearts to share. Hey, y'all. We are so glad that you are here listening to our Rhythm and Light podcast. And today, Jen and I are going to talk about a retreat we just finished at our church, our Rhythm and Light retreat, our women's retreat that was full of encouragement and love and joy and learning and growing and just finding depth in our relationship with God and how to live in rhythm in our own lives so that we can spread our light and share it with others from the best possible place. I'm just so excited we're finally doing this.
1: I think it's a huge day. For those of you who listening are listening, we came a long way to get to this point, but it's here And it feels like a great culmination of what we've been working on. Yeah. So a little bit about us. Um, I started working in Argyle about four years ago and met Christy um, and have been asking her to do things with me ever since. So I asked her to teach small child Sunday school and she politely said, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's not my favorite. (laughs) Um, And we have worked in youth ministry together, but I think we have finally arrived at the sweet spot of ministry that we really wanted to be in and have been working towards. But I think we needed to be ready to be here. We needed to have the right reasons. The last three years of my life were tough. I went through a divorce, um, and I was searching all the time for something, forgetting that God was always right there. And so I think once I found that place in my life, I finally found a place that I could say, I can speak to other women
0: uh, because I've lived it and I've been there. And I think it's similar for you, right? It is similar for me. I mean, just from the standpoint of there was, a, there was a place a few years back that I just wasn't ready to fully be able to walk into that and feel like I could truly make a difference because God had to do a lot of work in me. God had to really get me to a place where it was focused on Him, for Him, through Him to really love and serve others and not be about Christy and not be about Christy's desires and Christy's wants and, and all the things. And, I mean, we've done a lot of work in the last 18 months especially, and I feel so full of joy and revived and full of light and empowerment to really step, step into that now and really do what God's calling me to do.
1: Well, and I think you, like me, listen to lots of podcasts, you listen to lots of women speakers, we teach Bible study, we're involved in Bible study. I remember hearing Jen Hatmaker say one time, you know, for women who want to speak, teach, be heard, you have to start where you are. You've got to start with your sphere of influence. But I think you and I both struggled a little bit with wanting our sphere of influence to be bigger immediately. A hundred percent. And for the wrong reasons. Yes. Not because our hearts were not in the right place, not because we didn't love Jesus, but because we were doing it our own way. And both of us are personalities that are like, yeah, God, I'm all in. Let me just handle it.
0: Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Like, I'm going to do this. Oh, what? I forgot to see if God was cool with that. Like, we didn't really make this decision together. Christy just jumped and then went, oh, is that okay? Yeah. God says, Jen, I think this would be good for you. Great. I got it. <laughs> yeah. See ya. I'll take the reins. You, I don't need you. I'll You're be back good. when this doesn't float and work out,
1: right? So I think it feels really good to be in a place in my life where God said, this is where I think you should be. And instead of running off in whatever direction to accomplish whatever I think, I've kind of just sat with it. And it's not comfortable <laughs> by any means for me. I'm a doer. And mm-hmm. so it is not the easy space to be in by any means, but it has certainly been far more fruitful, I think.
0: Fruitful. And for me, like just I'm at such peace and I feel such joy because I truly know with every fiber of my being that, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And he brought me to this place. And I mean, it's just such a, I've always loved women. I've always loved ministering and like encouraging, but I wasn't going about it right. And now I know I am like, because he and I worked together to say, yes, this is where we need to be. And I just feel so um, revived because of that.
1: So I think if you're listening to us and there's something that you really want to do and it's not working out. My best piece of advice to you is don't give up. Um, I don't think it's that you just need to say, this isn't it. I think it's probably that you need to stop and say, okay, God, why am I doing this? And how can you direct me in the way that you want me to be? And look, he might tell you to give up. I don't I don't know. I don't speak for God, right? Um, but... I think you'll find there's more to it than just I keep beating my head against a wall to try to do something. And maybe that's a multi-level marketing. I'm trying to support my family. Maybe that's trying to speak or teach or be the Pinterest mom or or whatever that is for you. I think my best piece of advice is you may not be in the wrong direction. You just may not have what you need to get there
0: yet. And that's God and it may also be that you're you're just you're, it's not your time like that's something that I've lived out like there's things that I've done in the past that truly fit with my personality my gifts everything but it wasn't god's time and if we do it before god's time it's not going to work quite right <laughs> So that's my least favorite sentence you've said. So far.
1: I, know, I know I want it to be
0: whatever time
1: I want it to be, but it's the truth, right? It is the, the God's honest truth. So if you're listening and you need to hear that today, I needed to hear that probably a year ago. Um, it, it will be the time. It will be the time for what's right for you. Um, And you got to stop and listen for that. Otherwise, it really wears you out.
0: Yes. Amen to that. Oh, so we're going to share a little bit more about the retreat itself. So, Jen, I want you to share, like, what were some of your favorite parts from the retreat?
1: You know, we have been going through this time of COVID, We as a church have been very blessed in the area that we're in to be able to open back up. And we were able to open back up in July before most churches Mm -hmm. were able to do that. We've been able to do that well and to do it safely. Um, But I think the retreat was the first time where I felt like the church building was really open. And I think that is because um, it wasn't about a Sunday morning worship service. It wasn't about um, getting the church open. It was truly about opening the doors and saying, okay, God, who are you Who are you going to lead in the door? Is that going to be five or is that going to be 50? Um, and what are you going to do with it? And I think you and I both really approached this retreat with that. And I think I experienced really great dividends from just being able to enjoy that and take a breath in that. Um, And sure, it was different, right? Mm -hmm. Women's retreats, we don't usually run around with masks. I told somebody, it's like my keys. I take (laughs) it off, set it down, and have to remember where it is. I need a beeper on my mask, right? Um, And we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't sleep anywhere. I missed a campfire and some s'mores, certainly. But there was still something that you can only get from a retreat. Mm -hmm. There was still something um, where a very small group of people come together with one goal in mind, and that was experiencing God in the real world. And Mm -hmm. so I thought that piece was lovely. The thing that I loved is we had nine women from our church, all different personality types, who um, came up to speak on a panel About what the things meant to them. So we went through Rhythms of Renewal, uh, which is a study by Rebecca Lyons, which was awesome in itself. Yes. But to have nine different individuals in different places in their life, different ages, different kid ages, be able to sit up and be vulnerable. I had no idea that they would be as open as they were. You're right.
0: I agree with that.
1: About who they were and Mm -hmm. how it worked and what their life looked like from the perspective of, uh, we use the Enneagram. If you haven't been exposed to the Enneagram, it's a personality typing system, uh, but it goes a little bit more in depth and it's faith-based in a lot of ways. And so um, they really had to kind of expose things that I think we as women don't care to expose to other women most days. Um, The quirks and the the sticking points and communication difficulties and relationship difficulties. And I think they laid it all out. And what an incredible experience for me. I walked away and I was like, man, if women could be that honest every day, all I know. day, we wouldn't have near the drama in life that we have. So I
0: think those were my favorite. I agree with you on that. The vulnerability was beautiful. And it was beautiful from the very beginning. Like even on Friday night when we first got everybody together for just a short little segment, you know, we had everybody introduce themselves and kind of share why they were here. Why were they at this retreat? And there was so much vulnerability and openness even there, different struggles that people are dealing with, what they were looking for. And with COVID being the umbrella that we're all under and we've all kind of lived through over the past almost six months now. Um, just the connection and the community, you could see everyone was so hungry for that. And, you know, watching people who never met each other before, because we had a lot of people that didn't know each other, and they reached across the table, they were you know, as far as like really meeting each other where they were, and listening to each other, and getting to know each other's struggles, and being open and vulnerable to that, even outside of the nine that got up on the stage. Um, And I liked watching their hearts be touched by different pieces and parts. You know, everybody's different, right? And different parts of a retreat are going to touch people different ways. So whether it was the videos we watched from Rebecca herself over the content of the book or the Enneagram or when you or I were speaking, like everyone was touched differently at different points. And I truly believe that every woman that was there left with some sense of encouragement, a hope, little direction of how to improve the rhythms of their life, how to focus more on filling themselves up so they can love and serve their other people in their life. Um, Because as women, we are so very guilty of putting ourselves last. And, I mean, I'm so passionate about it being opposite of that so that we can love and serve the people that we love most best, and we can't do that from a place of emptiness. And so I just feel like everybody left really and they're all different. Like I, It'd be fun. We Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll start talking. Maybe we'll interview a few of the people that were actually at the mm-hmm. retreat to see what did they take away from it, because I know the answers are going to be different, and that's what's beautiful about it.
1: Well, and I thought even as interesting to me, we also had this online component for people who weren't ready to come back into the church or, or needed to go at their own pace, and I've heard back from people who only joined us online. And I was really worried that they would feel disconnected, that it wouldn't feel the same. And and what they have taken away is equally as powerful as what the women who were in the room with us have taken away. And I thought, well, there you go, Jen. Like, let God do his work, right? right? God knew where people were and what they were doing and what they needed where they were. And so I was thrilled to know that those women felt as much a part of the team as the rest of us did. And I thought that was
0: cool. Absolutely. Because, you know, at the end of the day, right, God does have it. And we try to put it all in a certain box because we think it won't work any other way. And when you're forced to do live streaming because of COVID and people's comfort levels, like it opens up a whole new world in a lot of ways for God to work differently than our little box we like to put everything in. So I think that was also a very beautiful component. And I think... I love
1: the idea of having some of the women on later. I think all of them would tell you to do it, right? Mm -hmm. I think going back, they would say, yeah, there were a hundred reasons why I shouldn't have walked in that door. We even had some women who didn't for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think leaving, they would all say, do it. So I think what we learned is do it for yourself, wherever that is, Mm -hmm. in your church, and and look, if you're not religious or faith based in some way, finding women to connect to can be extremely powerful. And I think for personality types like you and I specifically, um, we think we don't need other women. We'll do it. We'll we'll roll. We're good. We're fine. We have families. We have friends. Um, but I think there is some real value in not skipping out on opportunities
0: to surround yourself with women. In and women you don't know. Absolutely. Like to get out of that comfort zone and see a different, a different um, landscape, a different makeup, a different personality, somebody that you don't know and you don't do life with on a regular basis can open up a different mindset to you. Um, and see things through other people's eyes in a different way. So the book that we based the retreat on was called Rhythms of Renewal, like Jen said. And there's four rhythms that are in the book that um, Rebecca Lyons talks about and breaks down. And the four rhythms are rest, restore, connect, and create. And so what we're going to do, we're not going to go into a huge amount of detail on each one of them, but we are going to share a little bit about one way we feel like you could implement dissecting that, each category, each, each rhythm to see where you might need to improve or make changes or implement certain things to be able to live out that rhythm in your life. So we're going to start with rest. Jen, what do you think about rest? Well, I think it's really important to note
1: that in this study, it talks about rest not being Netflix and binge watching and that kind of thing. Um, It talks about rest being time and space in which you really give yourself the opportunity to rest your soul, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we as women don't always do that. I think, sure. And look, I'm not knocking binge watching a TV show (laughs) in any shape or form, but I think this hits... A little bit closer to home. What does rest look like on a daily basis? The idea of rhythms is that these four rhythms should be in every day. Mm-hmm. And when you do not have those four rhythms in every day, you are going to feel off. Something is not, you're not going to have what you need to live in God's world in the way that God calls us to. In a world full of joy, and a world full of support and kindness and love, you can't do those things. Mm-hmm. So I think rest is... Um, how do you really rest? And I don't know that anybody's good at that. I, I, I think, actually, there was one in my small group at the retreat. She was like, that's my number one. And I was like, oh, teach me your ways, Yoda. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me know. Can you write us a manual, <laughs> <know>. please? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but Rebecca says in the study, rest is, she has a, if you go to RebeccaLions.com, you can kind of take a little quiz and it will tell you, here are the rhythms you are strongest in, and here is where you probably struggle. And they say the biggest one is rest.
0: So I think it's an interesting one to start with. I agree completely. And, you know, rest can, We like you said, we can tell ourselves resting is binge watching or scrolling Facebook, and it's not resting. And honestly, one of the biggest points that stuck out to me with rest is being still, yes, sleeping, but not just sleeping, like being still with God, allowing him to restore or rest your soul because you're, you're with him. You're sitting in his word. You're sitting still, you're sitting quiet and he's, he will provide the rest in your cadence that you need to forge ahead throughout the day. And so it's not always, it's not keeping our mind busy on idle things. That's not really allowing us to rest the way that this is talking about. So I think that it helps to kind of be mindful of what is your definition of rest?
1: Well, and I think the other really important piece was, it goes back to Genesis. So Genesis, first book in the Bible. Um, The author who wrote Genesis chose to write the creation story in cadence and in poetry, right? That's what that... For Chapter one and chapter two are all about. Um, And what it does is it highlights God's work, says it's good, and then he rested. Mm -hmm. And so we as women, I think, feel like rest is something to feel guilty about. Mm -hmm. I think we feel like everybody is watching us and that rest isn't praised in life. I think that we think rest doesn't equal giving to our people. And so for all of those reasons, we think rest isn't important. But God said, you rest. And I bless that rest. And I actually mandate that rest. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I think, I think about it and I'm like, oh, where in society did we get to a place where, where we think that rest is not important?
0: I don't know. And like that's, that because of that statement at the end, on the seventh day, when he it says God rested, who are we to think we don't need rest when God himself needed rest? Like right. that's, when you really, I mean, stop and think about that for a minute. You're like, well, who in the heck do I think I am? Right. And did we really want God to create the world without rest? Yeah.
1: I'm not sure that's, Yeah. so should we really be creating in life without rest? I don't, I don't know. So when we think about rest, my real goal in this podcast for anybody listening is that you can walk away from hearing Christy and I chat, and really you're just getting a a glimpse into us sitting down and having drinks together, right? Mm -hmm. That's what this looks like, is that you can walk away with one or two things that you could try this week. So if you could give a recommendation to women for how they could add some rest into their life this week, what would be your recommendation?
0: I would first say try to go to bed a little bit earlier and quit trying to burn the candle at both ends feeling like you have to stay up doing all the things until 11 or 12 o'clock at night and then only allowing yourself five hours of sleep um, where I used to be guilty of that um, and I learned that I wasn't I wasn't running the day efficiently or from a really good place mentally because I was tired. So I think that's one way that it's a pretty easy. I'm not saying it's easy to implement, but it is an easy idea if you can just make yourself, even if it's just 30 minutes earlier than you normally do. I think that's one way. Another way that I would suggest is make some time, even if it's five minutes, just five minutes, if that's if that's all you can spare right now, to just sit with God and allow him to put his resting hands on you to calm your soul read his word a little bit and just be and see if that makes a difference in your day.
1: Well, I think as women, we, I hear women a lot say, I don't feel God. I don't sense God. I can't, I can't find God. I need to find God. Well, if you're not giving God any space, then you are shutting him out. It's not that you can't find him. So I think for me, um, women, particularly are terrible at transitions in their day, right? We have lots of transitions in our day. And we choose to use those transitions typically doing something. So the car is a prime example. How many of you get in the car and say, okay, I can call these five people from point A to point B and get this scheduled for Susie Q and I can get this call knocked out because I didn't do it at the office. And then by the time we arrive at point B, we haven't left point A. Yes. Right? Yes. By the time, if I leave the office and make the phone calls that I didn't have time to make this week, by the time I get home, I haven't left the office yet. Right. Um, and so I think for me, one way that I'm going to work on rest this week, and I think is a way to do it, get in the car and stop. Mm -hmm. turn on a podcast if that's what your brain needs. My brain can't do music because then I can, it's like music to my to-do list. (laughs) So, that doesn't work for me. Um, I have to have something that forces me to listen. Find something, find a podcast um, and there's tons of them out there and we can even link to some of them um, that will just allow you to sit. I I think it's too much to say sit in silence in your car. I don't think that's a, a I like realistic expectations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm not sure we're going to jump straight to that. But find something that speaks to you. Find something that speaks to your relationship with God. Give God some space there. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my rest.
0: I love it. I think those are easy things to maybe, maybe you know, to adopt one of them and just see if you can see a difference in your, in your week by just making one little small tweak, one little small change. So, if you
1: don't know my sweet friend on this podcast with me, you don't know that uh, this next rhythm is her wheelhouse, Um, and she has taught me a ton about this next rhythm. So, I'm going to let you tell them what restore means.
0: Y'all, restore. Um, It means a lot of things to me. Um, I, I am a huge advocate for women taking care of themselves in their health, in their fitness, in their play, um, all the things. And so when I think of restore, I think of taking time to make sure that you are caring for the temple that God gave you to walk through life with. Because if you're not taking care of it, if you're not fueling it with the best food possible, if you're not moving your body somehow, it might be a simple walk all the way to the crazy burpees that some of you might see me do on social media. And anywhere in between, if you're not, you know, you've got to move those muscles and you've got to take care of that body. You've got to find ways to play a little bit and just enjoy the life that you've been given. Um, and I think that we've got to stop the mindset of, um, I don't have time. I can't afford to work out, to eat right. Um, to, to sit quietly, to, to play. I don't have time for any of that because there's so many other demands on my life and I'm responsible for too many other people and things. And what I want to remind you of, and this is a scripture I talked about this weekend, but Mark 1 talks about Jesus. He's, he's crowds are all around. They need him all the time. He's got constant demands on him, pulling him, being needed and wanted. And please help me, which is a lot like our women role, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether we're wives or moms or, you know, anything, grandmas, all the things were always needed and wanted and pulled at. But Jesus himself escaped the crowd, went away to restore himself in prayer with God. So again, just like we said earlier, if God rested, who do we think we are to not? If Jesus took time to escape the noise, to restore his soul, then how come we think we don't need to? And so I really just, oh man, I could talk about it forever, I know, but I just, we have to take time to restore our soul, to take our body and think of it truly as a temple because that is what it is. But our body is not our own. It belongs to God. And if we're not honoring it, then we're not honoring him and what he wants to do in us through our body with the energy and the activity that he's calling us to.
1: I think, so about eight weeks ago, you walked in my office. It was <laughs> the first time I'd seen you in months because of COVID.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Christy has always been fit. She has always been uh, one to watch work out and to eat. Well, and she would come to youth and we'd eat fried chicken and she'd hold her salad. And I'd be like, oh, that's cute. That's for her. So she walks in my office and there was a change. There was a visible change in you, even though you've always been fit and healthy, right? There was something different. And you said, well, I've made some big life changes, Jen. And I said, okay, well, what are they? And you said, you could totally do them. And I'm like, "Mm hmm. (laughs) so then Christy says, well, I've gone gluten free and I've gone dairy free and I am carb cycling and intermittent fasting. And I said, oh, that's so great for you. That is totally unattainable for me. (laughs) And darn the luck. And you looked back at me dead serious. I, and we laugh a lot. So they're not, and you said, well, you could do it if you wanted to. And I thought, well, wait a minute here. <laughs> I don't have, and I just did all the things you did, right? I don't have time. There's no way I have hours. I can't even handle what I'm doing right now. Um, and then I went home and I felt like God maybe spoke to me a little in Christie's, I like a good challenge in my life. And so I said, well, maybe I could do this. And then I said, maybe next time I saw you and you were like, mm, yeah, maybe you could. And I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and so 37 days ago, I went gluten-free, dairy-free, started working out for 30 minutes a day. Um, and here's the best way I can describe what happened. I thought I didn't have enough hours in my day. I constantly felt like I didn't have enough hours in my day. I'm a single mom. I have two very busy boys. I work a very high-demand job I thought there's no way like we can eat chicken nuggets. That's what we can do. <laughs> um, now I don't need any more hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And that seems counterintuitive, right? I meal plan. I cook more. I grocery shop more. We'll talk about that. That's not <laughs> my favorite. Piece. Um, I, I do all of these things. And yet I feel like I have more hours in a day. And that's because I do my brain is activated for more hours in a day. I have energy for more hours in a day. I feel like a whole person for the complete day. I don't have time to stew in stress or drama or crud, right? Um, I have meals to cook and prep and kids to get places and work to do, and I have all the energy to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I gain the hours. So for those of you saying, I don't have time, and I even had one of my very closest friends um, said, Jen, Christy has older kids than you do. Like, don't feel bad that you can't, and this was right before, and she meant it with all the love in the world, right? Um, Look, you can have little kids. You can be a single, full-time working mom and deciding to take care of what God gave you, deciding to fuel it the proper way, deciding to use your body in the way that God intended it to be, will give you all those things that you're asking for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hands down. Absolutely. I would go to bat any day now for it. Yeah. So I get it. I, I think, I hope people hear, I am not overly fit. I am not a size three. You can watch me. I'll be happy to post (laughs) mine next to Christie's. I use all the modifiers. I still sweat like nobody's business. I'm still losing weight, and I'm being the best me. And I think that's what it's really about.
0: It is what it's really about. And and so those of you that struggle in the area of restoration um, and making time for yourself because you feel guilty if you do, Man, that is that is not from God. I'll say that first and foremost. That guilt is from Satan himself, and it is a big fat lie. And um, when we can finally admit that and recognize that and own that as the truth, then we can really make changes to make time to restore ourselves in the ways that we know we need to so that we can do the day more full with energy and excitement and not feeling diminished and empty and like you're running on fumes because that is how you'll feel if you keep putting yourself at the bottom of the of the rung. And if you keep excusing it away, like I'll have time later when my kids aren't here, I'll take care of myself. But here's the thing, y'all, if we don't take care of ourselves while they are here, what are they going to remember my mom was always tired. She was grumpy. She did, you know, she didn't feel good about herself. She wouldn't jump on the trampoline with me. Yes. She wouldn't
1: get in the pool. Yes. She didn't have the energy at night. Yeah. I don't
0: want that. Mm mm. No. No. So my kids make fun of me because I'm. They're like, you're so healthy, and I'm okay with that. Like, make fun of me all you want because at the end of the day, I know when they're older, the example I've set for how to take care of myself is. Well, I don't know, but I'm praying with every fiber of my being that they look back and go, my mom emulated this. I have a great example of how to take care of myself. Um, so I challenge you to think about that this week. Think about ways that you can make little tweaks to be mindful of taking care of yourself, the temple God gave you. And um, and we need to make a whole podcast on that. Apparently, seriously.
1: We could. Okay, so real quick. Yep. Because we're clearly preaching. Yeah. Um, One way that someone could begin or could practice restoration this week. Go for a walk for
0: 20 minutes.
1: 20 minutes. And it's beautiful. In Texas, it's beautiful right now. Yes. And that doesn't happen often for us, so (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening in Texas, go for the walk. I think my one thing is, so on top of needing to feed your body, you've got to feed your mind too. Yes. Um, And so I have a Bible, it's called the She Reads Truth Bible. It's my favorite Bible and I have a lot of Bibles. I work in a church and preach. Um, For women, it just has really practical ways to read through the Bible. And so I started in Genesis and have been reading my way through and it lays it all out for you. Like, here's what you read. Here's the thing that I am learning about reading my way through the Bible here. Um, We think that our world, it tends to be default for us to think that we've never been more screwed up, that things have never been worse, that things could never get better, that the political hubbub is driving the whole world. But y'all. The Old Testament is full of really, really screwed up people. <laughs> yes. Doing really screwed up things. And we survived it. And so sometimes I think there's some real perspective um, that God gave us the crazy in the Bible. Um, and, you know, we don't teach a lot of Old Testament to small humans. Do you know why? Because it teaches seven wives and killing your future wife. Yes. Husband. Yes. As King David, right? The the guy who who we know to be the father of of the line, the mm-hmm. lineage of Jesus. Um rereading is a great reminder that that life has been hard before, it will be hard again. Yes. But God was faithful and God is still faithful. And I think if you don't believe that, you can't restore yourself. Absolutely. 100%. So that's my one thing.
0: Okay. Get cool. yourself a good Bible. Yes.
1: Yes. Read it, even if it's scary.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go over the last two um, rhythms fairly quickly because, you know, we could sit here and talk to y'all forever, but um, we aren't going to do that to you. So connect Mm -hmm. is the third rhythm. And for me, connection, you know, like I think we've fallen into a, um, what is the word I want? Like a wrong mindset of what connecting is. Mm -hmm. If we text our friend, we connected today. If we follow somebody on Facebook and like their post, oh man, we connected today, like we're good. Y'all, connection is real, like across the table, looking at someone's eyes, talking to them on the phone, like actually really doing life with people and connecting. And we are losing the art of that because of social media, I think, big time. and making sure that in order to feel fulfilled, you have to connect with people. And yes, we connect with our are the people who live in our house every day, or or do we? Are we distracted by the people on the other end of the screen, and are we not really paying attention to the people in our homes that we're supposed to be connecting with every or are day? Or we connecting on what our schedule looks like? Exactly. And okay. It's here's surface. Who's
1: got to be here when, where, and why? Yep. I mean, that's the the deal. Um, and I just think God created us to be in connection. And so if we think about the world being a little off, it might be because we have replaced real connection with the art of
0: connection. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think for me, my challenge would be think about how you're connecting. What is What are you doing in your day that makes you think you're connecting? And are you really connecting in the true sense of the word, physically speaking with someone, physically looking at them in the eye and, and really connecting with how their day was versus the schedules or the small talk of, are your football pants clean (laughs) or whatever it is. Um, And if you feel like you're lacking in that area, call it, call a friend, schedule a lunch, do something, schedule a date night with your husband do something that actually makes it intentional about connecting with people. Because I promise you, when you do it, it's going to be I look a whole lot different and feel a whole lot different um, than just what you're doing on your phone. And it, you know what? Back to the phone for a second. Maybe it's simply when my kids walk in the door in the afternoon, my phone is going to be put down and I will not look at my phone. I will look at them. Because we've all, I mean, I know I'm so guilty. I've been that guilty of that many times. Mm -hmm. And I look back and I cringe because I'm like, oh, my goodness, he thinks that this person on the other end of the phone is more important than him. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe that's another way you can make a little change.
1: So somebody proposed something to me, and I'm not quite there yet, but I think it's an interesting premise. They said if you're going to watch someone's Instagram story or you're going to like someone's post on social media, then only watch or like if you plan to connect with that person over the course of this week.
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: So I thought, huh, what a challenge. Yes. Would we think about the things that we're holding as important? Would we think about the things we're putting in our brain? I'm highly less likely to watch a Bunch of Instagram stories, if that means I got to commit to calling them all the right, right, right. And I don't think the point is the point is call somebody, right? right the right, point right. is connect. But I also think the point is, do you really need to fill yourself with stuff that doesn't that doesn't lead to real connection? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's an interesting. I'm not there yet. Yeah, it, it is an interesting, interesting concept that I'm thinking about in all my life. Kinds
0: mm-hmm. All kinds of ways. All kinds of ways. All right, so the fourth rhythm is create, and I'm it's gonna our let favorite. yeah, I'm gonna let Jen start with this one. Look, create is just using your gifts in God's world,
1: period. It is having the rest and the restoration and the connection with others to be able to be your best self and live your best self in the world in all the ways. Um, my piece of advice this week, because I feel like this is the one that that you either can or can't do, right? I don't think there's a lot of middle ground. Whatever it is that you've wanted to do, just say yes to it this week. So we wanted to do a women's retreat and we wanted to start this podcast. I don't know that we've got a great plan. We got a plan. (laughs) We've got some dates. We're recording. We're going. I think we're going to figure out a lot. But I think that sometimes we're waiting for God to reveal the whole picture. And God has no interest in us knowing the whole picture. God has a whole lot of interest in us saying yes to the next step. And so what in your life have you not said yes to the next step? What is your
0: next yes to begin using your gifts in God's world? Absolutely. I don't know that I can add much to that. I think that that's exactly how you need to think about it, and quit waiting for the, all the answers. Trust him. I think that's another huge thing. Like, just trust God. He's got it. He already knows all the things. He knows the way you're going to walk. He knows how it's going to end. He's going he's gonna to give you the um, tools you need because he equips you in the calling that he has on you already. You have everything you need to do the thing. So just do the thing.
1: Yeah. And see where it goes. Okay, so this is going to be my favorite part of the podcast. Okay. I can already tell you. So, every week or every podcast, we are going to give you one thing that is taking away from us right now. So, taking energy away, taking joy away. Um, if something that takes joy away from us gives you joy, great. But I think it's fun sometimes to get worded off of watching bad TV shows and such because somebody gives you a warning. And then we're going to share one thing that's inspiring us and giving us life this week. So, what's one thing that has taken away from you over the last
0: week? So, I do, I I guard myself pretty well on this because I just don't want, I don't have the headspace for it. But there's so much negativity in the world right now. So I don't like the news when I sit and really watch the news. I I'm like, ugh. like, I, I just would rather watch the weather and go to sleep. Like, honestly, and I'm terrible. Like people be like, didn't you hear about that? No, you guys know, I don't pay attention to the world very much because it's so yucky right now. Like just, there's just so much hate and negativity. So that pulls from me. Okay. like, that's the thing that I think continues to pull.
1: Okay. Fair. Uh, going to the grocery store. (laughs) And really it's the humans in the grocery store. I don't know if masks are just making people crankier. Yes. Um, I didn't love the grocery store to begin with, but I also don't love ClickList because I don't love my produce being picked out from somebody else. That makes me sound like I'm a one on the Enneagram, but I'm not.
0: But that's the truth. Girl, I'm a one on the Enneagram, and I love for people to pick out my groceries and bring it to my door.
1: Every week. But I was standing at the meat counter yesterday, and there are 15 of us standing at the meat counter, and one poor little guy toddling behind the meat counter. Oh, my goodness. This woman walks up, walks in front of all of us, and starts placing her order, and she ordered... I don't know who she's feeding or what she's feeding, but it it went on and on and on. And she gets all her packages and she turns around and she said, were y'all waiting? And I thought, I...
0: Jesus. Jesus, take the wheel.
1: Jesus. (laughs) This
0: is not funny.
1: (laughs) But... I think people, there's no better place to see the distracted world that we live in than in the grocery store. And so it makes me grumpy. Yep. That's my taking life for me. That's that's fair. Okay. What's giving you, giving you inspiration or life?
0: Oh, y'all, God is. And I, and I mean that as sincerely as I possibly can. Like just where he has me right now, I have so much inspiration to love and serve other women and encourage them. Um, and I'm just so excited about where God is taking each day and the steps that are happening for me to be able to do that well in in while I'm linking arms with him. So when you listen to this, you're going to think Christy is the one that works for the church.
1: That's fine. <laughs> All is fine. <laughs> um, so the thing that I have really enjoyed lately, and this is— this is totally out of character for me. There's a show on TV, and I'm not a huge TV watcher. I read books. I like to do all sorts of things. But there are moments when that's the only way I can turn my brain off. And so I have somehow got sucked into watching Alone on the History Channel. So they take 12-ish people. They stick them in the Arctic, is where the last season was, alone to live for 90 days. Oh, um, so wow. and they forage and they build their own shelters and they have to find their own food and they starve themselves and they do all of this kind of stuff. But here's what has been fascinating for me: um, the physical stuff is all hard, right? Like living in the Arctic, and they do it in December, right? Like it's not like we put them in the Arctic in Jan- in the middle of summer, right? It's it's the worst of it. Um, it's the mental challenge of being alone of not mm. having phones, of not having things to touch, to look, to fill your day with. And so for me, it has been this fascinating wake-up call of, I do so much all day, every day. I pick up phone. I never sit alone. Mm-hmm. And so to watch it play out is really fascinating for me. So it has given me quite a bit of inspiration to walk around my house and be like, don't don't fill every second with something you've got to do. I'm not going to go live in the R-Day. That's <sighs> you're, not... You're not. That's <laughs> not. I don't feel compelled to live that life. Now, my children are building huts in my backyard. So there's that. <laughs> and fishing. And my mom called me the other day and she said, Kate just cut the head off a fish. And that's my that's my fourth grader. And I was like, yeah, he thinks we live in alone. It's fine. It's fine. We're, we don't feed him real food. We got to catch her and kill and cook it over yeah. an open fire. So, But that for me, I think the study of human brains is fascinating. I love and it. I appreciate that there's a show on TV that's not, you know, the Real Housewives of blah, blah, blah. Right. Fighting
0: at each other. Right. So. Right. Oh, my gosh. I love it. All right, y'all, so we're going to wrap this episode up, but we are so excited about what's to come and where God's going to lead us and what we're going to have to share with you. Um, And we just pray that when you do sit and listen to this, um, that it does spark a little chord in your heart and inspires you to look deep within and look at your life and the rhythms that you're living out. And I can't recommend this book enough. Mm. If you're an audio girl like me, it's a great audiobook, Rhythms of Renewal, again, by Rebecca Lyons. And if you need to touch and feel the book, then, of course, you can buy the hard copy.
1: And her videos are free on Amazon Prime right now, so you can watch all five videos in the study If you've got Amazon Prime for
0: free. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a great, great point, like starting point if you need a starting point to really understand the rhythms and how to apply them to your life. So there'll be more coming. We're super excited and we just wish you a wonderful just day, week until we, you know, record our next episode and, and meet you again here.
1: And look, we hope that any rhythm, some rhythm, gives you the confidence that you need to show your light in the world just the way that God God made you.
0: Absolutely. All right, y'all. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, friends. Bye.